Welcome, 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 or welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Zen, and I'm in the studio with Katharina this morning. Hi. And, and I'm... Oh, and Kristen. Here I am. I'm Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Hi. And this is the Meet Us in Paris podcast, where we talk about all things about travel, be it destinations, customs, food, technology, and exploring the world. So we've all heard about the saying that life is a journey and not a destination, what got us to thinking about all the crazy fun transportation that we've taken over the years. Some common, more like uh, plane travel. Some not so common, like the vintage VW bus that Katharina uh, detailed in the previous podcast. And believe it or not, we've taken a lot of other crazy types of transportation, and we thought we would share them all with you guys. So, stick around after our sponsor break. We have some really fun stories about some of the interesting modes of transportation that we've taken. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals. And we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. And we're back and talking about transportation. So one of the things I should mention is we record this podcast <laughs> all like whenever all three of us yeah, can get together. It's not a regular interval. No, I mean, yeah. we try to do it in the afternoons, but this is a new one for us is that we're actually recording at 9 a.m. in the morning. Yes, so, that's rough for me. <laughs> So, We're still waking up. Yeah. And so if you hear a lot of, yes, it's because, <laughs> yawning. Or, yawning. It's because this is too early for us. We're marketers. We we, we don't do 9 a.m. We're creative types. Yeah, yeah. We sleep in. So crazy different types of transportation. Um, Kristen, I think you had one for us. You were talking. What was what was the one you were telling me about the other day? Oh, no. Your your favorite, favorite type, type. Yeah. Your yeah. favorite type of transportation. My out of what I've experienced so far, I love riding in tuk-tuks. I get so excited when and I'm in what a place. Is that? So it's primarily Southeast Asian, and it's like I mean, Zen, you explained it more, but it's it's almost like usually like a bike with like a little mini carriage in the back, and it fits yeah. like one or two people. Like, yeah. huh? And where yeah. did you take this? Um, I have taken them in like Burma and Vietnam, um, India. I think, but you know, in India, they call it something else. But essentially, like the very small little like motorcade. And actually, in India, they were motorized. Mm -hmm. uh, so someone has like a bike and it's attached to the bike. It's it's almost yeah. like it's almost like a tricycle, right? So it's yeah. a big bicycle, but it has three three wheels. There's a gentleman, and, and you think of a, um, you know, what is it? A bicycle built for two those um, tandems. Tandems. The guys up in front, uh -huh. but instead of having um, pedals in the back, they actually have a small carriage in the back. Right. And so in the carriage, you um, it's like usually it's a two seater, and it has like some kind of. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like some, a covering, like, like a, a covering. canopy. Yeah, to keep you cool. I've seen different kinds. Oh. Like some of them are legit, like made of, I don't want to say metal, but like an actual like, structure, almost like a mini car. And then other ones are just like made out of like sticks and like huh. fabric. Mm -hmm. And I just, 
first of all, it's obviously really relaxing to be able to just like sit there and <laughs> and it's open air and it just, I don't know, I get motion sick really easy. Mm-hmm. So when I have to take taxis, you sit in the back and stuff. I hate it. But like tuk-tuks, it's like you're open fresh air. and open and, and you're just so close to everything going on. It just feels like a more intimate experience of what's happening. It kind of reminds me in uh, San Diego and Gaslamp. Yeah. Oh, when those yes! bikers, yes. is that what it is? Yes. Pretty much. But they, they're, yeah, the exact same Not thing. Not as hipster okay more rugged and (laughs) yeah okay a little more authentic Authentic. I want to say but um yeah I always enjoy those like it's uh always like a fun little experience and like they know what they're doing so especially when you're a place where traffic is crazy you're like terrified but everything's good (laughs) they know what's up and you hold on to the sides and yeah, I've got some good videos actually. Some video footage from the back of a tuk tuk. Oh, that's amazing. Just that too. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So, so do you? Um, where is it? Uh, so, the countries that you're mentioning, I've never been to. Have you been, Catherine? No. I have. What's the alternate trans? Is, is there alternate transportation, or is that you know like that is the taxi, or is there taxis that you could take? Or there are always everywhere I've been, there are taxis. But in some of these places, like like Vietnam, like Saigon, mm-hmm. is I mean, it's like what you think of like with China with the motorbikes, right? It's all like motorbikes and tuk-tuks. Like it would just slow you down and be like like to get a taxi. If, if you're going like within the city, I would take a mm-hmm. taxi to the airport. Right. But within the city, you – everyone would either take tuk-tuks or sometimes like motorbikes. So you would get on the back of a motorbike. Right. So in those situations, I've seen those. Um, or, you know, your good old God-given two feet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But in those places where I've seen it, that is the most, like, um, convenient and reliable and um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's, like, the best Con- mode. Yeah, consistent and yeah. – Yeah, 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 yeah. And those places, too, I I don't recall any form of, like, metros or anything like that. Hmm. Maybe Ho Chi Minh has some, but I didn't take any. Hmm. But anyways – um, it's street travel and usually just to get within, around within the city and whatnot. So, yeah. cool. And I know they're really popular in um, like Thailand, which I've never been to. Hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I recommend, highly recommend. And they're so cheap too. Oh, yeah. How much would you so, say? So, actually, what's amazing, and it makes you think about like, the differences between our cultures and the level of service. But for instance, when I was in Burma, when I got a tuk-tuk, I was going up, this was in Mandalay and one of the sites is Mandalay Hill and it's like the ancient or the temple is and stuff. And so when I got this tuk-tuk, he took me up to the hill and then sat there and waited for me until I was ready to go back to the hotel. And all together with him like waiting like an hour, it was like $5. No. Yes. He took me all the way up to the hill. He's just like, I'll just be here when you're ready. Come back. You go up, do what you want to do, shop, see everything, and then you just come back with, okay, hi, I'm ready to go back now. And That is so... But we, I know. You know. Wages are so different around the world. So yeah. poss- and then also he may not find too many fares coming back down well, maybe. Or- no, and I can see why that like in general would be it. But he was going to like the tourist destination oh. in that city. So you would think like just drop me off. You'll find someone. I'll find someone. Right. But they are like loyal to their customers, I guess. Well, so they- that's so nice. It's on wait for you. Yeah. And then we, I took another one where I had to like take it down the street because I had a bunch of materials with me going to a fair. It was like a dollar. So Yeah. I mean, it's win, win, win. They're cheap. Yeah. They're fun. They're <laughs> friendly. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. I recommend. Because the ones in San Diego, if you go downtown, if you want to be on, like, the little bike and, like, sit in the back, it's, yeah. like, 
five dollars per minute or something crazy. They're they're steep. Yeah, they they're are. steep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun. That's like a novelty when yeah. you're in somewhere like yeah. Gaslamp, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, 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 have you, and at night when they're well lit up, they yeah. like have their own generator. They have like their own like generators and they got yeah. LEDs mm-hmm. all Music over them. playing and everything. Did I talk about those ones at Coachella? Did I no. No, you didn't. Because in the campground, they do have those, the people on the bikes. Um Because it can be so far and at the end of the night, people yeah. don't want to. But so they all have like their bikes are all decked out in like their own little themes and so this year when we went our favorite one was the guy it was a whole like he made it look like a pirate ship oh pirate flags oh, awesome. and he was blasting the pirates of the caribbean soundtrack oh, for people so who were cool. in it and he was like dressed up like jack sparrow it was oh, it was a good awesome. time yeah 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 well, i love seeing those it's funny because really all the ones that you're talking about in downtown san diego katharina um during comic-con um, a lot of oh. those are taken. I mean, they are. They must have some kind of contract with HBO or different companies. Mm-hmm. So I've gone down there where they've actually they turned them all into Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh, wow. So like you're going through town and you're sitting in the what the Iron Throne. Yeah, I can, yeah. You know, you're yeah. sitting in the Iron Throne with all these like plastic swords sticking out. I would go there That's just funny. for that. That's yeah. amazing. And then sometimes they got like cartoons or whatever on top of them. And so like every year you go down there and it's just like, oh my God, they're Game of Thrones this year. Oh my God, they're this, you know, so they're completely themed. So they would all be like one theme? Um, I Maybe the there's part? a couple themes, but usually okay. it's like... you. I mean, right now, I just remember seeing a bunch of Game of Thrones yes. all lined up. I remember one. I can't remember year to year if they were all one year or if they were multiple years. But, like, I remember one year it was just, like, some kind of cartoon from, like, the Cartoon Network and stuff Aww, like that. Cute. So they're all decked out, you know, like, in, in you know, like, in different themes from the different TV shows and the different channels. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of neat to yeah. watch them go by and also ride in them if you have a chance. Well, totally. You know, nice. Everyone stares at you for some reason. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> People just have that urge to stare at whatever's passing by, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Next up? I want to hear about the V-Dub bug. Oh, bus. not me. You, yeah, you've taken the V-Dub VW bus. You, so Kristen wasn't yes. part of that podcast. Wait, you were. You weren't? Right. Wasn't I? <laughs> you were. I don't know. But you traveled in a VW bus, right? Yes. Okay. Was that Wait, Am not... I talking about? Oh, about were you it? not? Okay. Wait. <laughs> okay. So we had, before you, we worked with Michelle. No, it was Michelle. Okay. okay so. Maybe we shouldn't schedule morning recordings <laughs> There is a reason for this. So for those of you who don't know, um, we a couple, probably about two months back, we did a podcast on um, Katharina. And Katharina took a, uh, um, a VW bus up and down the coast of California. Yes. So you want to do I a mean, quick... I mean, I could do like a quick yeah, recap. Yeah, do a quick recap. recap. Your the elevator recap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it was super awesome. We, My boyfriend and I rented a... It was an orange VW bus. And we drove up the coast. We were in it for a week. Mm-hmm. And it was such a great experience. Like, we could cook in there. We made, like, That's pancakes nice. for breakfast. We mm. made dinner uh, in there. Um, it was kind of cramped, but it had a cool top. Um, it would open at the very top. Yeah. You would have to, like, push it up so you could actually stand oh, nice. in the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so a pop-up. Yeah. Like a pop-up, yeah. yeah. And my boyfriend's one, and he could stand in it. So that was pretty cool. Um, the one kind of bad thing about it was is it was manual so i couldn't really drive it okay and it would stop like it wouldn't start in the morning 
Hmm. So that was pretty nerve-wracking. Suspicious. And, and how they, far could you drag that teller? Huh? It would, like, overheat after some? It would overheat, yeah, so... Wait, did you rent this? We rented this from this wow. guy that... He has over 25 of them, and he refurbished them and made them, like, super nice inside how and everything. How much did he refurbish that engine? Yeah, the engine's, like, original. Wow. So those engines are... Um, they get cooled by the air. There's no cooling Air cooled. Air cooled. So you have to keep driving on it so that the air goes in and like cools it wow and my um every time we would go downhill my boyfriend thought it was a good idea to put the car in neutral right just so like the engine could cool as you're going downhill yeah and i guess it's a huge no-no for these cars oh and we should have read the manual. There's, like, instructions, sure, like, in sure. the glove box. We should have read it, and we finally read it, like, on our last day. But it <laughs> says, never turn off the engine, never go neutral, because the engine needs to be on. So oh. it gets cold with the air. Hmm. So every time we would go downhill. Oh, maybe there's a fan that Where's our sound effects? I need, like, the womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> so it would stop a lot, and then there's, like, two big red lights would come on and the guy would tell us if those two lights come on you need to call us right away oh no <laughs> and uh you cannot drive on it and then we were like nervous we're like we're not gonna call him we don't want to like get charged for anything so our first night um our goal was to get up to san fran but the car like there's no way it can make it and i like told right. my boyfriend we should just stay at this rest shop and just sleep in the van yeah and then he was like, no, like, let's push it for one more hour. And I'm like, I don't know if you should push it anymore. Yeah. We've been driving uphill for a very long time. Right. And finally, we pull off on the side of the road. We saw this camping site. And our car dies right before we enter the campgrounds. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice timing. So we just kind of, we had to get out and push it. Oh, no. To the side of the road. And I didn't sleep at all. Because I was like, this is some weird city. I don't know where we are. Someone could try to come in. Who knows? And then the worst one was um, in Santa... No, not Santa Cruz. Where was I? Where was like beautiful coast? Santa Rosa. No. San Luis Obispo. Carmel. Uh, Below Carmel. It's like where that beautiful waterfall is. Big Sur. Big Sur. I was going to say that, yeah. So there's no phone reception, nothing, Naturally. right? Naturally. Mm-hmm. And so we pull to the side. Of, I guess there you can pull to the side of the road and you're allowed to camp there. Okay. So we did that and we slept. Everything was fine. The next morning, um, we're ready to head back home. He turns it on and then it dies right away. Yeah. Turns it on, it dies right away. And I'm Ugh. like, okay, it should have cooled overnight. Like, what's going on? Right. So then we're like, okay, I guess we're going to have to push it. So I had to, he, I had to. He was like steering or whatever. He was steering. He tried to pop the clutch and we were on the side of the road in Big Sur and it's like pretty windy and narrow. Yeah. So we couldn't see if cars were going to come or not. Oh my God. (laughs) So I'm just like, we pushed it up a little hill and then I like was pushing it down the hill while he was in there. And then when he started going, I just jumped in. Oh, my gosh. That's like yeah. some Flintstone stuff. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> so you got out of there. We did. We made it. Yeah. We made it. And then it happened again in San Fran. Oh. And in San Francisco. Yeah. And in San Francisco, it's all hilly, right? Yes. So that was it died going uphill. Wow. And that was scary. So maybe you take it a shorter distance and not so many yes. hills. Yes. Or have it for a longer period of time so you don't have to 
drive as long. Oh, sure. So you have it? more leisurely yeah. schedule. There is a more modern version of that van, Westfalia, and they made yes. them in oh, the yeah. 80s. Yeah. And they are much more reliable. Yeah. And it's... They're still really compact little VW yeah. buses, but they're... We were thinking about it. Yeah. He wanted it. And I'm like, I want the iconic. Like... Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I get it. now but that you've done the time. iconic one, yeah. you know, the next time you can go get one get of those one. and then, like, have more reliability and still have some of the charm because they're... I mean, none of them are under 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, they're all 20, 30 years old still. Yeah. So you get a vintage feel and it's sure. the same kind of thing and yeah. with, with a little bit more reliability. And I heard the vintage Vita buses, lots of people who have them, they actually switch out the engines with a Subaru engine because I guess mm, they yeah. fit. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so they can go sense. faster, they have coolant. Yeah. <laughs> you, the, the thing is, the what most people don't know is the old VW buses use the exact same engine as a VW Beetle. Mm. It's the oh, same wow. engine. So powering that big old bus versus, yeah. Yeah. you know. And so it's the, and then, you know, you talk about getting no air into a beetle. Right. You know, as opposed to like, you got this brick that's going down the road. How do you get the yeah. air into the rear end of that? Their thing? car was pretty light though, I must say. Yeah. No, they're very light. Pretty light. They're very, very light. Oh, and the air conditioning, it was interesting. I mean, I'm used to having like actual ac yeah. so when you put the ac it's just air from outside <laughs> oh and if no, you want like the, opens the vent yeah or something? Wow. and then the heater it's air from the engine oh so then gosh. we would drive with the heater on a lot so yeah. that we could like release the engine air yeah, yeah. To, to cool off the engine cool off yeah. The yeah that's a that's one way to cool wow. off the engine without a doubt wow yeah so 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 this reminded me what i hadn't even thought of previously was that um when um, my husband and I went to Iceland with two friends, so like another couple, and we rented the camper van and went around the entire island. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like what most people do. Like if you have the time to get out of Reykjavik, um, that is the way to go around. You're not going to find like taxis really that are going to take you outside of Reykjavik and right. stuff like that. So we did like the camper van where you have everything you can cook inside of there, mm-hmm. convertible beds. There was even like a bed up top mm-hmm. like oh, a yeah. bunk and mm-hmm. stuff and you use that to drive around and like there maybe yeah there are like campgrounds but really you would I mean this just place is over. so isolated you literally just pull over and sleep there and so I would kind of freak out like that's just a very weird feeling even though you're yes. somewhere where you haven't seen another car all day long but like oh we're just on the side of the road and that is also how you would go to the bathroom Oh, yeah. You literally just pull over and go to the bathroom. That's it. And there's no one coming in any direction, and it's just kind of a free-for-all. It's a very free place. Yeah, that's what we had to do, too. I would still have yeah. performance anxiety, I'm afraid. Yeah, you have to get over it real fast. There was one night, like, we, uh, like it was, you know, full-on nature. I was terrified because it was, like, misting, and yeah. it was dark. And I'm like, well, I want to, like, go hide somewhere, but it's dark. Is, like, an animal going to come yeah. out right now? <laughs> Your predators are coming. Yeah. So, yeah. And my flashlight. But nice. Yeah. Good experience. Zen, your turn. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of them. Which one should I do? The supersonic plane? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is, I mean, this is kind of interesting for me as well, is that uh, when I was in my <clears throat> early 20s, so this is three decades <laughs> ago, nearly three decades ago. Um, I was in, I had an opportunity to go to China 
And um, I had to go with some friends, and we went from Beijing, and we went to Inner Mongolia. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we took a um, we took a flight. And I just remember getting on the plane. It's like, wow, this is the weirdest looking plane mm-hmm. I've ever seen. You know, it was only, I believe, as I recall, it was only four seats across. So there's an aisle in the middle. There's two seats on each side. Mm-hmm. Um, the air pressure was terrible. I mean, I, I'm surprised my eye, my ears weren't bleeding when I was coming Oops. out of the plane. And and at this time, so this is um, the 1990s, uh, lots of the Chinese, um, I, I don't know, say technology, but the transportation was all purchased from Russia. So when we would go on a train, trains were Russian-built trains, mm-hmm. and then we're on planes, and they were Russian-built planes. And so all the wording, all the all everything in this plane was in Russian. So I just remember coming off this plane. It was very interesting because I remembered looking at it, it's like this thing kind of looks like a Concorde. It had like the, the kind of needle nose. It had the swept-back triangle wings and such. And I always, and you know what, I don't even have a picture of it to this day, but I mean, it's just ingrained in my head. I got to see if I can find someone who has a picture of this that we went with. And for something like um, 30 years, I always wondered what that plane was, but I never took the time to look it up because I'm like, okay, how am I going to figure out what kind of plane this is? Right. You know, it's just like there's millions of planes. And of course, I was talking to Katharina about, what was this, about a month ago? A month ago, and we're just yeah, yeah about a month talking ago about planes. talking about planes as as we do. <laughs> <laughs> random, our random conversations on planes, you know. And then I'm like, you know, I got to figure out what this thing is. So I started googling it, and first of all, it's like, oh, you know, it was the wings were triangle shaped, you know. And then I came across this like, well, there's I forget, it's like a delta wing or something like that, and there has only been something like. 30 or 50 different planes that had that type of wing configuration so it's like okay well let's start looking on wikipedia they had a list of these things so i started going through all the list and then you can organize the list i started organizing the list and started knocking off ones well this is obviously military yeah Mm -hmm. this one's a bomber this is another experimental plane Da, 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 da. And it came out once I eliminated all the different ones, like, okay, this is a prototype. This It came down, there's only two commercial planes ever made um, in this that serviced passengers. One was the Concorde. Wow. And the next one was a Russian plane called um, a Tupolev <laughs> TU-144. And I don't know if I'm even pronouncing that right. And um, these things were the Russian alternative to the Concorde. So wow. I, 30 years later, after I flew on it, yeah. I found mm-hmm. out that I actually was on a Russian supersonic plane. Wouldn't they want to, like, tell you that or advertise, welcome to our supersonic jet? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or they didn't. You were, you were in China, right? So maybe they China. said it in Chinese. Oh, they, yeah. they did say it in Chinese. And that's the thing is, like, some of the um, people I was with spoke Chinese and some of them didn't. And so you do not? I, I speak English and bad English. Okay. But um, no I'm more good. fluent in poor English. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He knows all the types of English. Yes. I, I can find a bathroom and a beer in most languages, but go. that's about it. <laughs> that's all I need to know. Bathroom, bed. Yeah, that's it. So, um, 
and uh so so the thing is i actually got to fly on this um supersonic plane didn't know it and it, it was like it but once again it's and crazy. then i started looking it up and like these things flew fell out of the sky all the time oh my gosh <laughs> and so now it's like <laughs> that's oh. horrible so oh my gosh. there you go there's my crazy ass story about do you remember how many years they were in service those yeah. planes you know what because the Concord what lasted only a few years, not long if, at all. Even yeah. Let, let's see. You know, right. let me pull this up on Wikipedia. Um, it was retired from passenger service. Oh my gosh! It, well, it has two numbers. I don't know why. Wait a minute. Maybe it was from nineteen seventy. Yeah, nineteen seventy eight. It went into mm-hmm. service and it retired in nineteen ninety nine. So I got to fly in it in the last nine years of service that they had these things floating around. Well, Concord lasted 27 years. Yeah, this one has Oh, my gosh. History. Yeah. Shows what we know. Oh, my God. The Concords. I thought they didn't last that long. Yeah. Actually, the Concords lasted really, really long. And it was getting it's to the point that. 76 to 03. Yeah. They, they were so antiquated that the pilots were starting to bring on their own laptops. or the, so Because the thing is, they couldn't be retrofitted. And Jeez. I'm not saying they're bringing their own laptops. But they would retrofit them with essentially laptops to do all the coordinates and all that type of stuff. Um, and having a laptop on the plane was a, a, an upgrade to all, uh, all those things on the plane itself. So, yeah, that's why they were decommissioned. I mean, other than that crash, too, that tragic crash. I thought there was a lot of crashes, no? I guess only a few? There wasn't too many of them. Wow. But, I mean, they were getting so old, and there was no parts. So Yeah. I I remember when when I was wanting to go on the plane. I mean, it was something crazy to get on the plane. It was thousands of dollars just to fly short distances, too. I wish there was a plane, though, that was... Like the Concorde, but minus the crashes. Well, yeah. It would just take you four hours to get to like Europe or four hours to Japan or something. There's you know, a- Jerry Seinfeld has that bit where mm-hmm. he's like, you know, your plane leaves late, but your captain's like, it's okay. We're going to make up the time in the air. So yeah. we're going to get there at the same time. He's like, if we can go faster, yeah, why, why we aren't we going fa- faster? Like, let's just go as fast as we can all the time. Yeah. Like, why are we not just doing that? Exactly. And obviously, there are like schedules at airports and things yeah. like that. But, but seriously, if you're going, if max, we can all go a lot faster. Let's just. It would save maybe faster. an hour. Yeah, but, come on. But they pad the um. Mm. They padded on both sides. The so block much. time versus yeah. the flight time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, they pad the ends. Um, in the United States, if you land late now, you're fined. So now all the airlines are saying they give oh, them long t- y- block times to allow for yeah. So the thing is, normally time, they, yeah. they would say it's like, oh yeah, we're going to land at eight and then let's say eight thirty, yeah. and then leave. They get down at nine. So now they just say, oh, we're going to get there at nine, and then okay, hopefully about, we get early. Yay, everyone's happy they're early. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. Oh, when was the last time you've been on the plane that's been late? They're always ten minutes early because they have such a big. Yeah. They put Big so much. Window. Yeah, they padded so much on both ends. Yeah. yeah, it just makes it more complicated, I guess, if you're picking someone up. Oh or yeah, like anything like that. Yeah. It's like okay. At least there are flight trackers. And That's like true. That. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's true. Any other interesting forms well, of transport? Uh, transportation. I like? mean, okay, I went on this plane twice and almost had a. F- no, I literally did like have a panic attack. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, <wow. laughs> This was the smallest, smallest, tiniest, most 
tin can plane I'd ever been in. Oh, and um, the story was, it was actually for work. And um, so I was going to a student fair at the University of Lethbridge. This is in Canada. It's in the Alberta province. And it is just south of Calgary. And I booked this whole thing thinking, no problem, I'll rent a car and drive. I mean, I'll drive there in an hour. Well, for some reason, there it was like impossible to drive. I don't know if there was like a mountain range or something, but there was like, you couldn't rent cars and go there. There were no buses that went there. There was the only what? way to get there. I don't ask. I don't know. The only way to get there was to fly. So I had to book within a day there and back this very short flight from Calgary to Lethbridge. And I could already tell something was up because we were in, you know, when you're like waiting to board, like you're in a, you had to go downstairs away from where everyone else is. And there's only like five of us. And I'm like, something's okay. How many people are going there? Okay. Then we have to walk out and I see the plane and it's just... I mean, worse than a puddle jumper. It was just, you just felt like you were in a tin can. It was one row of seats. Um, And I just, I was like texting my mom and my husband, like having a panic attack. Like, I love you guys. Um, You know, if I don't talk to you again. like, And I was like, what can I do? I have to go. This is like for work. And I was like. I would be like, heck no. Like, it was. At that point. It was really terrifying. Like, how small this thing was. And I'm sure I could look up what model it was or whatever. But anyways survived it but i do get very motion sick so on a plane like that you feel everything so i was just yeah green in the face when we landed and then i had to take it back that afternoon so all day long i was dreading having to do it again and it was weird because i feel like i've had like flights around that time but they were more commercial i guess i don't know they weren't so bare bones yes this is a really old plane then yes it looked like from the 70s and and like the pilot themselves did like the safety instructions and things like that like this is how like small it was so wow that was interesting (laughs) this reminds me um i have not taken this flight but if i don't know if anyone's heard of this but in scotland there is actually a commercial flight that's been doing this and it's daily for 50 years it is a commercial flight that is 1.7 miles what? Are you serious? It's one Who point, does that? It's apparently they do it daily. They do it multiple times daily. Okay. And my understanding is because the whole area is marshland or oh. something along those lines. So, so the you thing, can't walk. Or you can't walk, or... and you can't boat. So the thing is, there's, <laughs> so who's living there? I know. Why would you live there? So there's these areas that people yeah. live in and connect to the larger area or have supplies going back and forth. The farmers, it's I guess? it's yeah, That's it's a ridiculous. one point seven mile flight and it's like fifty seven fifty seven seconds. It's fifty seconds. You can't even boat a, or well because it's marsh. You can't get the boats through the marsh because it's it's like. PD. Not even like jet ski. <laughs> There's got to be a or better like way. You know, what? Horse. I, I, you know what? I can't. I, I'm looking at this article now. I had heard there is a way. I thought I had heard there is a way to take a boat, but the boat has to, to go in areas that are deeper. Sure. You have to circle something really crazy, okay. so it actually triples or quadruples. Holy! Not quadruples. Actually, takes like 15 minutes versus the 57 seconds. But if this is a plane that follows like FAA regulations, do you have to check? In. Do you have to go through safety dimension? Oh like, how you, long is that going to take? Could you imagine if you had to go through security? It probably for fifty-seven seconds. It's, pro- it's probably like some guy owns a plane and he just keeps doing yeah, it for his right? friends. And they, Wait, what's the airline with air quotes? Yeah. Well, um, 
And it's I wonder how much it Logan Air. The, the Logan Air? That's so like Scotland's. Guys. No, that's yeah. like Scotland's. Oh, yeah. Like airline. Yes. They're yeah. like budget airline. Yeah, it does the 1.7 miles. And and they even have service on the plane. Apparently, they'll give you like Are a little drama to- scotch. Like oh, so, sign so me up. You get a shot of scotch. Scotch. So you get like a little. You get a little shot Scotland of scotch. Scotland knows oh, what's up. Plane. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a little propeller. That like looks like a real plane though. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's enough people um, that need that, it. That need it. That they're going back and forth uh, across. Wow. This, the, and it carries nearly seven hundred thousand passengers a year. So if you look this up, just look up like the shortest trip. It costs fifty-one dollars. Wow. That's a lot. So it's a dollar a second. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It but, must okay, be really cost-saving Have you guys sort. been in, like, Swampland, USA, like Louisiana, Florida? Mm-hmm. You know, like fan boat territory? Well, okay. I drove uh-huh. cross-country once. And from, oh, I remember this, from, like, New Orleans through to, like, Houston, there are these long stretches. I'm talking multiple-mile stretches mm-hmm. where you're on – road that is elevated above swamps yeah, yeah. like it's just you couldn't get off the road or do anything so yeah, if, why don't they build like yes. a bridge like if we can well, do they it, are they a bridge essentially it. the roads are built above the swamp i mean they're kind why of why don't they do that walk it jog it i that's a good question that's i'm just saying if, if as we're trying to lessen our carbon footprint is that 50 second flight really worth it well, it's actually it says it, it's actually pretty green I was okay, gonna say, okay 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 you think about it, it <laughs> instead of let's say there's 100 passengers right the thing is, is that's instead of 100 cars going over no not in scotland that's 100 bikes i don't think they're all driving okay. oh my gosh and each passenger gets a special certificate that they <gasps> flew the shortest schedule airfare Oh, I want to go on it now. I know. <laughs> like, no, you kind of have to. The, the only reason I know about this is it's one of those things we talk about our travel oh bucket gosh. lists, right? Yeah, that's We'll have to one. do one on the tra- travel bucket list. It's just like there's certain things that, that I want to so do. Funny. I'm not sure if I'm going to have a chance to go do it. The other one is, like, for example, I want to go to Easter Island. But do you know what's on Easter Island other than the statues? Nothing. There's nothing. nothing. So you're essentially taking And a, it's like a six-hour flight from mm-hmm. Chile. Exactly. So then, if you're like us, you have to get to Chile. Wait, it takes you six hours from Chile to get to East Yeah, it's yeah. like a six-hour flight. And then you're there for like 30 minutes and you fly well, back I mean, six hours? No, you stay the, the night you stay, stuff. I'm not even sure if you can stay the night. Yeah, I think you can. I don't think you I thought it's just the stones. Yeah, yeah, that's it's I had the a friend statues. who went there before, years ago, but I don't think it was like a day turnaround. I could be wrong. It could be. I could be wrong. But, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's – Kind of one of those things that's on the bucket list, but the amount but, of time, oh my god, the amount of time and resources required yeah. to do that when there's yeah. so many other things that are so much more accessible and easier. But you got to do it for the gram. Oh yeah, <laughs> well no, I mean that's what I mean. It's like that <laughs> that flight is on my bucket list of things yeah. to do. Yeah, no, I could see that. That's so well, I don't know if this counts as transportation. Mm-hmm. But um, I did take this boat once, and it was like a little tiny fishing boat. And I only say I don't know if it was transportation because it was part of – I did this day tour in Vietnam. And so they took us to, like, the ancient capital and all these places. And one of these, like, activities that they had for us was this boat ride. (laughs) And it was really cool uh, because it's, like, two people in the boat, and then you have your rower. And they just go down the river a little bit. You go under some caves and stuff. And then they turn around and come back. Well, what was so interesting about it, it was, like, um, an oar boat. So they had, like, two oars. And all of the workers did it with their feet. 
They all sat what? propped up and just used their feet to row the whole thing. Wow. And at first... I feel like that would be better than hands because you have more yeah. muscle power in your legs. I think so, too. Right? I mean, I'm sure they could have used their hands, but they were all... They, like, held, like, the back of the boat with their arms and just used their feet. And it reminded me of, like, the gondola drivers in Venice because because they were using their feet. They were all on their smartphones. They weren't oh. even, like, paying attention to them. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is so funny. And I was like, what came first? Like, using their feet because it was, like, more – it was easier. And so they got on their phones. They are like, I need to use my phone. Let me just do this with my feet. Oh, that's feet. so funny. And that's I've true. seen, like, the gondola drivers mm. in Venice. They're just on the phone. Like, they don't know what's going on. They don't no. care. So um, that was interesting. That's funny. But it wasn't necessarily to get somewhere. Yeah, but if it's you still could transportation. Have, yeah. That's yeah. a nice okay. boat ride. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'll throw one out. Before. Yes. Did you have another one? Or is... Nah. Okay. I'll throw one out that I had Um, that before the Yancey Three Gorge River area was they put in a dam and they flooded the whole um, valley. Where is this? Um, in China. I don't know okay. if you've heard. It. So, no. it's it's just as um, they have this. It's the number one hydroelectric um, powered uh, oh, dam wow. in the world. Um, I think Hoover, Hoover Dam is two, yeah, maybe probably. three. Okay. And so I had an opportunity to go down the river in a boat mm-hmm. before they put up. I mean, because this is mm. 1990s. That dam was built in 2012, and they they flooded the whole the whole valley. Um, it, Anyways, so this is in once again, same time I was around flying around <laughs> in that plane. Um, we got to take out a boat, and you know, it was a fairly good sized boat, it held 40, 50 people. But you know, and it was the I tell you what, if you have a chance, I'm even sure today it is the, one of the most beautiful boat rides I have ever taken in my whole life. Really, wow. between the combination of the river winding throughout the um, countryside yeah. and the, the flora and stuff like that, it is just absolutely beautiful. You see all those Chinese paintings wow. um, where they have like the mist flowing through like yeah. water and stuff like that, and that's one of those areas that look like that. But we're talking about transportation, so we're on this boat, and, <laughs> and we're getting on, and it is an old boat, and understandably, and we're going up and down the river, and I know some guys, as we're walking around on the boat, you know, it's long enough, I don't know how long, it's like like two bus lengths worth. I'm walking towards the back, and I see a bunch of guys, like, kind of leaning over the edge with a bucket, picking up the bucket, and dumping it into a hole mm-hmm. in, in in the boat. There's like a There's like a square, almost like a... Like a porthole or yeah. like, it's like, usually you want to take the water out of the boat if it's flooding, not sure, put the water sure. into back the boat. In, so yeah. I was like, Absolutely. yeah, what are these guys doing? So I walk back there and, you know, once again, you're seeing this guy like walk over, gallon bucket, five gallon bucket, fill it up with a rope, take it, walk across the deck into the middle, dump it into a <laughs> hole, mm-hmm. porthole or whatever. And so I keep on watching this guy going back and forth and walking back. And I finally make it to the back. It's the engine. Oh, <laughs> and you know your it. yeah, you know oh, your air cooled yeah. engine it's versus cool. it's a water cooled, but their pump the pump is actually a human. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, <laughs> and it worked. So this guy, what guy's only job was to pick up a bucket of water off the edge, walk it across the deck, you know, ten to fifteen feet, throw it into the hole over the engine. You know, you're watching wow. the engine kind of steam, and then Jesus. walk back over and do that again. And I'm like. 
Could you just rig like a pump with a hose? Yeah, and, that's and, my and thought. And a straw just, or something. Yeah, if nothing else, just like <laughs> you know, know, like and have the guy just turn the pump or something yeah. like that. But yeah. you know, it worked. You know, and it didn't overheat. It didn't overheat. Yeah. That's good. So, so that's good. Interesting. Okay, so well, uh, one thing we didn't touch on, and I just <laughs> posing the question like trains. What is the most efficient oh, or inefficient train that you've been on? Huh. Efficient train. Yeah, or were Define you efficiency. Oh. I don't know. Well, right on time, nice schedule. I don't know. Me- you do metros count or? Um... Yeah, take it however you well, will. I just didn't I think we touched on I was on a really nice train in Poland. Oh, it's called the Pendolino. So it's an Italian-made high-speed train. Okay. And Poland was the first one who bought it. Okay. Ooh. I think we bought like twenty of them. But it was kind of pointless because. <laughs> I mean, it was, they're nice trains, but for Poland, they're not necessary because the tracks in Poland can't really handle a high-speed train. Yeah. So those trains can go up to 250 kilometers per hour, but the highest speed they can go in Poland is like 180. Ooh. Which is fine, but the trains are super nice. I've been on it before. I did, I did first class. Nice. And it's pretty much looks like business class on airplane. Okay. You have your own private seat. You Ooh. get um, a really nice meal. You oh get my unlimited gosh. drinks just yes. for like a three-hour train ride. Right. So super gorgeous. Yeah. Love that train. And yeah. then I had the opposite experience. When I was going back, I thought I booked the Pendolino, but I didn't. Oh, no. And I got one of the oldest oh. trains in Poland that still exists. Yeah. And there's no air conditioning. <sighs> it's like those old trains with the compartments. How can that still be allowed? I don't know. So there's no AC. We're all in compartments. I got second class. Yeah. So there's uh, f- uh, eight people in each compartment. Yeah. And everyone is just like sticking their ha- head out the windows oh my for gosh. air. It was awful. Oh, no. And then that was a five-hour train ride because it was a lot slower. Ooh, probably felt like double was, that time, too. It was too. awful. So, wow. Yeah, but the Pendolino, that's a nice train. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I mean, um, the Shinkansen, you know, like Japan's oh, IT rails, so obviously nice. Nice. So, nice. so nice. Okay. I didn't think it was like crazy nice. Like, the Pendolino is nicer. Okay. Inside. Yeah. Like, the Shinkansen, it's like nice. Yeah. Like it's, it's fine. Com- it's, it's fine. Nice. It's nice. But like the yeah. Polish one, it's like you're, you know, Luxurious. you're in first class, luxury, beautiful seating. Right. And stuff. I had, by the time I had done the Shinkansen, I had taken a lot of like German trains mm-hmm. and French trains and no complaints, honestly. Yeah. Like they all ran really well, uh, easy to figure out, on time, high speed, all that. So when I went to the Shinkansen, I thought this was going to be mind-blowing experience. Yeah. And it was just like, no. it's fast. Okay. That's the only thing. Here's, I'm sure there's data that says it's faster, but it didn't feel any faster to me than some of these yeah. German trains I had been on. Mm. So I was just kind of like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. And if anything, the Shinkansen was just a little bit harder to navigate because of, you know, not too much English yeah. around or whatever. But still really nice. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, the Polish one on the old train? They don't announce the next stop. Oh, why? What? Why? They don't do it. They just let you know where you left from? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know where I left from. (laughs) Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I know like in five hours I should be at my destination. Yeah. So I would set an alarm. Like if I fall asleep that in four hours I need to wake up. 
And then I need to start looking out the window and like counting the stops to Why? know where Why I get off. Why wouldn't they just tell they, you? I have no idea. They Is it don't. like a silent train? No. They just don't tell you. Okay. So some of the newer trains because, uh, was it the Euro Cup was in Poland? Oh. So they like, um, like four years ago, I think, was the Euro Cup. So they're like, okay, we need to like actually say the stops for people. Yeah. So on the newer trains, they still have people that will say, okay, next stop is this. But like on the inner city ones or like the more local, they don't say anything. And then I'm like always panicked. I'm like, am I going to miss it? Or like, where am I? Totally. Mm. Stressful. You know, there's some famous stories about, I'm just thinking about the uh, Shinkansen and stuff like that in Japanese trains, Mm -hmm. is that I've heard (laughs) stories where they're like a minute late and then oh the engineer, riot. well, and then they apologize the, probably like the, crazy. Yeah, oh. the conductor will actually profusely apologize to Aww. everyone. And I've even heard where they've apologized. I am so sorry. We left the station 32 seconds early. It oh. was not my intention. I looked at the wrong time. You know, I looked at, oh my I, gosh. you know, and so like yeah. these things where they're so. You know, and and I tell you what, every time I was in um, Japan, I you you just look at your watch and you're like looking at what time they're supposed to show up, and you're like they're within thirty seconds. Yeah, they're yeah. Always, always there within thirty time. seconds. They're always punctual. on time. But um, and in Germany too, they're always very yeah, punctual. Very but like, punctual. but to the minute, I mean, they they got to yeah. do they got to be doing something to get yeah. there on time. Totally. And um, but one of the most efficient <laughs> ones I've ever been in uh, on is um the Taiwan Metro. Oh, okay. Hmm. They're at one point they were known as the most efficient and timely um, subway system really? in the world. Wow! I don't wow. know if it's still anymore. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. and their ridership is mi- in the millions over the uh, sure. over a year. Yeah. Um, but what's also was very nice is this Taipei Taipei Taiwan okay, okay. downtown um, is that they have <clears throat> they're very orderly. So not all trains I've ever been on or even metros, mm-hmm. they actually have line queues. Okay. And they're drawn on the ground. And when you go to a train station, mm-hmm. I mean, go to a metro station, people actually line up in the wow. queues. Um, the queues are generally um, to the <laughs> right and the left yeah. of the doors. As you should. The doors yeah, open. Nice. Mm-hmm. No one moves on the outside. Everyone walks out, and once everyone walks out, these two orderly lines that will go in. That is how you're supposed to do it, people. Yeah. Let people off first. Right. Yeah. But the <laughs> fact that there's these cues on the ground. Yeah. So first of all, that you have is, these, orderly, these yeah. orderly cues that are that drawn on the ground. All the people leave, and then people get onto the That's train. Nice. And it's just like, wow, this yeah. is like really, really – and people get in um, – Okay, I'm going to so. tell you this because I used to live in New York and they have oh. a very aggressive um, subway etiquette and people follow it. They push you. Who pushes you? When you're in the metro oh. to like get in and off. Oh, well. I got pushed. I will say <laughs> they know a few things such as you let people off first before you go in no. and then you need to move into the center. Obviously, you have a lot of tourists there, so people yeah. like don't know, but the New Yorkers will remind you. And... Part of that is because everyone's on the friggin' subway and everyone needs to take it and get somewhere. So that is one of the biggest things. And to this day, for everything, it's still like let people off. off. It drives me nuts when I'm somewhere and I'm trying to get off. And if one person starts to come in, then the whole floodgates come. And then you can't even get off. Yeah. You're trying to get off. And one reason this was so frustrating to me, too, was in Dubai, their metro 
they did it showed like on the floor it had like leave space the door for people mm-hmm. to come out you queue up to the sides let people off first and no one would follow it and Jeez. i just want to be like it's right there read <laughs> what it says do it let people offer yeah. it's just rude and inefficient i promise yeah. if you let people off first it will be fine I don't know. People panic thinking that they won't get on, but the train's not going to leave while people are still yeah. like. I almost got in New York. I almost got stuck. I was trying to leave, mm-hmm. and I, people wouldn't let me leave. And I'm like, you I saying, need to leave. Me, excuse I me. was, and then uh. people like crowding in, and like I'm like, oh my god. I gotta say, the one thing mm. I was really, really disappointed. I it didn't go in hour, to like yeah. have a chance to go to Japan until like the last <laughs> ten years, um, actually five years. Is that you know the tradition the in all the movies or like you've seen pictures they used to have pushers yes i've seen the videos of that yeah they they don't have them anymore Aww. i was i wanted to be pushed where was this um downtown tokyo in to- in japan yeah i was gonna say i never there, saw that there's there they don't have them anymore yeah. i guess they decided um putting in an extra train was a better idea yeah. <laughs> so that's yes. that's actually what I happened agree. is they actually it's like oh we'll just increase the number of trains it's like but I wanted to be manhandled Push? and pushed onto Jeez, the train no, just once, just to see oh, it. You no, know? I would have. Yeah, I had a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> more, more just being around that many people. Yeah, it's uh-uh. like if you go to these crazy concerts and there's too many people and everyone's pushing, you start to feel like you've lost control yeah. and you don't know how to get out if you need to. That's when it's I start like hyperventilating. <laughs> yeah. So that would have been me if if I had to be in the push car. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, we yeah. we covered it all. So. All right, so we've covered the gamut today. Uh, (laughs) Everything from supersonic planes to, like, trains and tuk-tuks. Yeah, so this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Maybe we'll do this again. I'm sure there's tons of things that we forgot to talk about If you have a good story of transportation, tell us. Yeah. I want to hear it. Oh, also put, um, yeah, well, no, we'll do some more. I think we can do these We should take some listener stories and bring it to the air. Find us on Instagram or on Facebook and tell us uh, any of the your stories you can find us at meet us on paris podcasts uh on instagram and you can find us on meet us in meet us in paris in facebook so if you enjoyed our show we'd love it if you give us five stars on itunes or google play and help our podcast grow you can find previous episodes at sites.ce uci.edu forward slash meet us in paris our sponsors um that's uci or wherever you get your podcasts be sure to follow us on instagram facebook and um you can find lots of our photos of our adventures around the world also you'll find some interesting articles that we put on facebook that helps travelers out whether it be like we suggestions and luggage or those types of things check out our facebook as well last of all before we jet off we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. You will not be disappointed, <laughs> I promise you. Thanks again for tuning in, and bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs>